Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. We thought we knew what we were going to talk about tonight, but I guess we know exactly what we're going to talk about tonight, and it's not what we originally planned. Gab, what are you drinking? I am drinking a margarita, a double margarita, because, oh my God, my day swerved. I went to a doctor's appointment, I came out of the doctor's appointment, and my day was flipped upside down, just because I knew that my evening was going to be absorbed by Hope Solo. What are you enjoying? You're probably sober. Yes, I am. You probably have to stay sober now that you're trying to be like a professional journalist. Well, I was, it, this dropped at night too. This dropped like an hour ago. What? Like, way to go, US soccer. Yeah, this dropped at, I got the press release email at 7.40 p.m. on a Wednesday night. And, you know, at that point, at 7.40, I was planning maybe a late dinner. I was going to have one beer with food because, you know, I can do that now. And no, no. I just wanted to read some fucking comics. That's that's what I wanted to do with my evening. I just wanted to come to the taco bar and have some tacos and run some errands and then record a podcast. But no, no, I got stuck eating way more tacos than I thought I would because I'm emotional right now. <laughs> this is what you've done, U.S. Soccer. You're making Gab stress eat her feelings you're, about the situation. You're making me stress eat about Hope Solo. Right, and I don't think either you're of us making, is... You're making me feel bad for Hope Solo. I don't think either of us is the biggest Hope Solo fan either. No. But it's... Okay, recap, in case you... You know, the internet just completely failed for you in the past two or three hours. U.S. Soccer's announced... Or, or in case you were in a bunker protecting missiles. Here's what happened. U.S. Soccer has suspended Hope Solo for six months. Ostensibly... Because of the whole thing after the Sweden game where she called them cowards. Now, it's they also mentioned in their press release that it's basically cumulative. It's like a third strike. A lot of other stuff has happened. Her most recent suspension was the 30-day one at the beginning of 2015. You remember, she and her husband were got caught out at night, even though they were in national team camp. And he was driving. And A, he's not supposed to be driving, because I don't think anybody who's not insured by U.S. Soccer is allowed to drive their vans. And B, he was intoxicated. It was a DUI. But you can't suspend Hope Solo then because you're preparing for the World Cup. So what do you do? But they did. They suspended her for 30 days. For 30 days in January. The World Cup's in, you know, June, July. So yeah. that that's a suspension they can afford to make. They can't suspend her six months then. Now on the other side, well, they they, they, they could have if they if you know they had a pair if they had the gumption like this this if they had the backbone to do it. On the other side, at that point, they probably were like, okay, you're on super probation now, like one foot out of line and you're going to get suspended. And then they pounced on this Sweden things like, okay, that's the thing that we can use to say that you've put a toe over the line, suspended six months. And I still think that's bullshit. The whole thing's bullshit. I mean, like, yeah, I hope so messed up in LA a few years ago or last year with, you know, going out during camp and getting into that situation but i think a lot of people forget that it wasn't a hope solo dui it's not like hope solo got suspended for 30 days for a dui like hope solo got suspended for engaging in spend drive the team van and 
like I'm not entirely sure if 30 day suspension was because she was drinking, but it probably had little to nothing to do with the fact that he got a DUI because that's on him. Like she wasn't the driver. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's just when you look at the timing of this, when you look at what she is being suspended for and the fact that they have taken away her contract, all of these things are just worst case scenario. And, you know, again, it comes back to what we said during our last podcast. Why the fuck is Hope Solo talking to the media after a loss? That is part of it. Uh, U.S. Soccer canceled her contract, although not the NWSL part of it. They just said, we're not going to pay you for being on the national team. You're suspended. But we will still pay you for playing for the rain, which I, I, I guess, though, like when you think about it, the actions she took were in a national team capacity and they don't have anything to do with the rain. So if she gets suspended for the rain, they're punishing the rain, too, for stuff that she did while she was in a national team uniform. You know Laura Harvey was on the phone with them talking to them about that. <laughs> You know. I don't know. I think, you know, Kottmeyer does pretty well back there on her own. So it, it, I really don't think it's that dire if Hope Solo is out for both club and country. Hope Solo has one contract with U.S. Soccer. She is not an employee of the NWSL. She is an employee of U.S. Soccer. And so I do not understand how U.S. Soccer can pick and choose what commitments she can hold up if they terminate her contract if they terminate her contract i mean they're paying her three months severance but she's got a six month suspension of that six month period where she is not required to to show up to any u.s soccer engagement she's being paid for three of those six months well here's the thing the contract runs out at the end of the year i presume because that's when the cba ends right uh, what cba the mou exactly the, so that's September, October, November, December. That's four months, right? And she's getting three months severance. So essentially, U.S. Soccer is still paying her for three out of the four months. If they had just let the contract kind of run its course, they only would have ended up paying one more month. So it's not about not wanting to pay up for four months, which once again is still pretty cheap of them. It, it's, it's just Well, I mean, these players are also cheap, <laughs> It's, it's just baffling, though. A lot of people have pointed out, why not just let the contract run out and then don't call her back up next season or, you know, next year, whenever you have friendlies or she believes or whatever. Just be like, it's time to start cycling in the new goalkeepers. That's all you have to do. So what is this? Right, because, because we're all going to deal really well with that. But it's certainly way less of a PR snafu than what's going on right now. Because U.S. soccer looks like a bunch of bumbling jerks. I'm not saying I'm Team Hope Solo on this, but I'm definitely not Team U.S. Soccer on this. I don't want to be on anybody's team. No, I'm Team Nobody. I'm Team Nobody. This this makes me want to like officially boycott U.S. Soccer. Just stop giving them any sort of money. If you wanted to suspend her for six months, that would have been maybe an appropriate reaction to getting in a car with someone who was drunk. You know, sneaking out of camp and, and drinking. I have a lot of strong feelings about DUIs. And even though she wasn't driving, she knew probably he was drunk. She saw how much he was drinking and still let him get behind the wheel. So, you know, that's not cool. 
And then she's got other legal problems that are going on. Her domestic violence case is being reinstated, although that's not something that she did in a national team uniform. But it's still something where you're like, U.S. soccer can be like, hope you need to lay low. We're not going to call you in while these court proceedings are happening. I think that's fair. I would say that about any player, man or woman. Like, if something that serious is going on, then if the Federation decides, hey, we need you to clear this up first before you put on this uniform again, I think that's fine. It's not overly complicated. You are an employee of a company. If you are not upholding that company's, like, name or anything, like, I mean, to me, it's cut and dry. Like, she needs to have a particular type of behavior in order to be an employee. And if she's not, ex- if she needs to be on, like, an employee improvement plan or something like that, where, okay, we need to adjust some of your behavior to be more in alignment with what we see as favorable, you should not be letting her talk to the media, period. Don't set your employees up to fail. It's like if they have another residency camp, is Jermaine allowed to come to that camp? Like you don't, you take those things away out of the scenario so that that person can be successful. So here's a response from um, Rich Nichols, who's the the executive director of the Players Association. You might remember his name in conjunction with CBA negotiations. So he said. They know about the suspension and termination of her contract. He says, we believe the proposed discipline to be excessive, unprecedented, disproportionate, and a violation of Ms. Solo's First Amendment rights. And he's going to file an appeal on her behalf. He also brings up, we question whether this action would have ever been taken against a male player or coach. I think he has some points in that sexism is tied into the reaction to Hope's comments. But the First Amendment argument is not really going to hold water here, I think. Uh, tell us, what is what is the First Amendment? Well, I shouldn't need to tell you. We should have all learned about the First Amendment in school. But America's education system being what it is, I think a lot of us may get a pass on that. Anyway, the First Amendment protects you or protects your speech from government interference. And U.S. soccer is Hope's employer. Here's the thing. There is a question of, does U.S. soccer receive a certain amount of government funding? And is it enough government funding to say that this is essentially government action occurring through U.S. soccer? What? Yeah, that's the thing. Because, so there have been other court cases where, you know, you're dealing with uh, ostensibly your employer, right? But the employer receives federal funding. And at a certain point, if they receive enough federal funding and abide by certain federal guidelines, it's as if the government is acting through them. It's the government fist in the employer glove. I don't really think that's what's happening here. Without having seen, like, deep into U.S. soccer's financials, operating as a nonprofit, I don't really think they get enough government input for anyone to make a First Amendment argument here. Does that make sense? I mean, the structure of that makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. So I always interpreted the First Amendment as you will not receive criminal charges or anything that you say. Like, you, it doesn't protect you from losing your job. It doesn't protect you from losing your friends, from 
that what you say being recorded and used against you later, things like that. Like it doesn't protect, it doesn't say that anybody can say anything without repercussion. Yeah, that's what I said. It's it just, it only protects right. you from and the government cracking that, down on, on your speech. And it's not right. And, and, and so the government infringing on her speech right now would be her getting arrested. Well, it would be the government telling her what she can and can't say in this instance, because restrictions on on content and place and timing. Um, now, the First Amendment is not absolute. There are restrictions that the government can place on certain things you can say and where, when, and how you can say them within reason. But that's clearly not right. what it's clearly not what's happening here. Right, because you can't yell fire in a movie theater. Stuff like that. Yeah, that is the basic example. This was U.S. soccer putting Hope Solo probably on probation and her, the least little thing was going to get her suspended and she did the least little thing. I don't think that the Sweden comment was dealt with proportionally by the media or some fans. I think it was certainly poor sportsmanship, but it's not on par with, you know, taking out a team van after hours getting drunk and then the driver of that van getting a DUI. It's not on par with assaulting a referee and tearing up his notebook. Like, there are tons of other examples of worse things a player can do. Now, I think one of the bigger issues within U.S. soccer is transparency. Did Hope know that that was her final straw? Did Was she playing in the Olympics on probation, essentially? Here's the letter that they uh, apparently served to her in person, like, apparently Dan Flynn and I think Jill Ellis went to Seattle to tell her in person. Dear Hope, this letter serves to follow up on the meeting of August 24th that you had with women's national team head coach Jill Ellis and me, during which I informed you that U.S. Soccer has terminated your WNT contract effective immediately. And then three months severance pay. We appreciate your service to the team. Sincerely, Dan. Very short. Nothing about... You know, as per our previous agreement, it's all in the press release where they say, you know, based on previous infractions from her, you know. I mean, they're just asking for Hope to sue them, right? Like, for her to sue them as an individual player, not as a class action or for the whole team to do it. They want to get rid of her, but the way that they're doing it, she's going to sue them. She is going to sue them, yeah. Certainly not class action because there's no class here. It's just her, but yeah. Right. I, I meant the class action is like the players union CBA thing. I think that plays into it though. I don't oh, know totally. to what extent. Well, I mean, have such a bad taste in their mouth from Hope. She's one like, of the- Could you imagine being her employer? Yeah. She has been one of the most vocal and visible people in the equal pay thing. And- I don't think you can say that that doesn't play any part in this. At the very least, it's in the back of their minds, like, this rabble-rouser has been kicking up such bad PR, it's certainly not going to encourage them to keep her on. No, they they were looking for the smallest thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if Hope Solo got pulled over for speeding, this exact same thing would happen. At least the speeding thing is, like, an actual law that she broke, and not just... You know, after they got knocked out of the fucking Olympics, she said something really sharp and critical that was, you know, in poor taste. At, you know? Yeah. I I still just, I put it on, I put it on the the media, the, the PR person for Women's National Team. 
This is such a bad look for U.S. soccer. I don't care how you feel about Hope Solo. And once again, we're not big Hope Solo stands, but I think it feeds into existing dissatisfaction with U.S. soccer. I don't think any women's soccer fan really trusts the Federation right now, and this just adds to the pile of reasons why not to. I mean, I will not give the Federation any money in the foreseeable future. I'm not going to buy gear. I'm not going to go to games. I'm going to support the NWSL. But the Federation is until very they, minimally involved in that. Until they clean house, And that's I guess. blatantly apparent. So what would it take for you to buy a ticket to another women's national team game? Like, what, what would U.S. soccer have to do to at least earn back that level of support from you? I would need to know that the players are getting taken care of. Because this... This is another chip in the stack of U.S. soccer screwing over the women's national team players. Like, if we take the fact that it's Hope Solo and her record and everything like that, like, I know the record plays into it and everything, but this is just another example of how U.S. soccer is just views the women's national team as this huge cash cow. And it is. Yeah, they were perfectly happy to be like, Hope Solo is, you know, 100 clean sheets before the Olympics. What a great player who's done a great service for this organization. And now they've, I mean, that letter from Dan Flynn to Hope Solo was real perfunctory. Yep. And so I think that makes it pretty obvious once they were past the Olympics and they were done using her name to milk money out of people. They were like, all right, we can finally dump her. And look, she she did it to herself. We didn't even have to make up a reason. Wait, she said what? Awesome. Send yeah. her the email, guys. They had it all ready to go. They just needed to type in in the two address, hopesolo at ussoccer.com, and send it. I, I think in order for me to do anything to support U.S. soccer in the foreseeable future, it would need to be the players getting better treatment more transparently getting better taken care of well even like it doesn't have to be transparent to me who am i you know like it just needs to be where you're not getting fucking sued by your own players right you need it needs to be that your players aren't boycotting a match your field is it needs to be just showing the players some fucking respect and not just respect because they're making you a ton of money, but respect because they are the best at what they do. It needs to be a player pool that's like 40 or 50 players deep and not just your favorites. Like there, there's a ton of shit that needs to happen in order for U.S. soccer to actually have some, some bit of respect in my, in my arena. I think that's legit. Do you know what's going to happen now? Please don't blame me if this actually happens, but everyone's kind of like, oh, finally, either Ashlyn Harris or Alyssa Nair is going to get a chance in net. Finally. Do you know what's going to happen? Jill Ellis is going to call up, like, I don't know, Haley Kopmeyer and Jane Campbell, and she's going to skip right over Nair and Harris and go to, like, that Jane Campbell, Abby Smith generation and start training them up. That's what's going to happen. So she's gonna she's gonna keep solo or she's gonna keep Nair and Harris in camp. Yeah, she will because I'm... we we need the we need the vets, right? I'm just but imagining... you're absolutely you're absolutely right. 
Abby Smith's going to have more caps than Alyssa or Alyssa Nair in two years. Oh God. So that's really depressing or, to think about. Or it does what happened next. Do the players think that Hope Solo is truly wronged and they bring back? You know what, though? I wonder if it's the flip situation. It feels maybe it feels a little bit like 2007 again because players like Pino and Alex are having to keep apologizing for Hope, which is not necessarily Hope's fault. It's the media's fault for continuing to ask them and be like, you know, does this represent your team? When I don't think anybody who follows the team thought, yeah, Hope Solo's comments represent this team's attitude. But, right. y- you know, maybe the- it created some bad feelings in the locker room or a divide. I don't know. I'm speculating yeah. wildly because I apparently live for messy gossip. I don't know. Well, I mean, name me a single fucking locker room where Hope Solo's in it where there aren't weird vibes. Hmm. You know, where she hasn't created some sort of animosity. Which I'm not saying is a reason to suspend her for six months, but is context for people to think about. Right, right. Totally. But, I mean, it's not like, it's not like 2007 where the players are, where the players had a hand in this. Like, if that comes out, if that's the expose that we read about in five days, where so-and-so was able to talk to four players... That all said, yeah, we were approached by U.S. Soccer as to whether or not she was healthy for this squad, and we all said no. Like, what was she doing starting at the Olympics then? Yeah, that's true. There, There's a lot of what-if situations here. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, look, until U.S. Soccer, like, cleans up their act, sorry, dude. I think that's a pretty good wrap-up on, on Solo. Until there's more information... Which I'm sure there will be by the time we post this. Oh, probably. By tomorrow, there's <laughs> there's going to be some whole new, you know, someone will have gotten hold of court filings or whatever, and we'll find out that somebody stole somebody else's dog or something like that. It's, you know. Oh, that somebody was recording the meeting that Hope had with U.S. Soccer in April where they gave her her final notice or something like that. Where they were like, Little bunny foo-foo, you've got no more chances. Right. But hey, why don't you go go out there, Tiger, and get them. Why don't you go out there and make well, a bunch of cash for us, and, and we'll prop you up while it's convenient to us, but... When when I read uh, the initial headlines after like coming out of my appointment, I didn't really see Hope Solo's name at first. I just saw a lot of, like, U.S. Women's National Team contract, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, did U.S. Soccer, is U.S. Soccer suing their own players for, like, not winning the Olympics? <laughs> and that, it didn't, like, even, like, really phase me as ridiculous. It was just, like, are they seriously pulling this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of, it says a lot that you didn't think that that was immediately out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I was like, wait, is U.S. Soccer suing because they thought the players threw the Olympics? <laughs> In an attempt to have better leverage with their CBA negotiations. Which makes no sense, but okay. Right, 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 right. But I'm like, uh, you know, you have to think like U.S. soccer, right? It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. All of it. Fucking bullshit. So that was the deal with Hope Solo so far. Do you want to talk about the ending of the Olympics? Yeah, let's go back in time. Doodle-a-doo, doodle-a-doo. It's our time right? travel music. So, 
third place match. You want to talk about that one? Oh my god. Do do you do you have words to express your feelings? I was a little bit worried because I was balancing Canada. They just never seemed overly bothered this tournament. You know what I mean? It wasn't like in the World Cup when they were just just wild-eyed and intense and like we got to do this for the country. Right, but I think that that played in their favor. No, that's what I'm saying because they weren't feeling so pressured and they had, you know, all these great results already lined up. I was weighing that against Brazil wanting to win a medal in their home country, and especially they had a lot of pressure on them to produce a result. As we saw after the game, Marta had to friggin' beg the people of Brazil to continue supporting the team, which really right? friggin' sucks. I mean, the United States went out early, but there's never, there's not any doubt that they're going to continue to get funding and that their federation's going to have friendlies and fans will come. And I think, I guess in the end, the pressure kind of got to Brazil. They already had some scoring issues. Marta's not as Marta as she used to be. And Sink was on, you know, her usual other shit. So between Canada feeling not as much pressure and they had a lot of good youth players who were all peaking at the right time and then Brazil kind of, you know, giving into the pressure of it all. Yeah, that one just turned out. For, and not like on edge for Canada. It was like pretty solidly Canada's game. Yeah, there were only a few moments where I was like butt clenching for Canada. Yeah. Butt clenching but, for Canada. It's the name of this podcast. <laughs> that uh, you better write it down because I'm gonna ask you in the morning. What did I say? <laughs> um, there was, <laughs> and that plays really well with the Hope Solo stuff too. But there were there were only a few examples where I was like super nervous for Canada. Um, I really want to know. I want to know what what vitamin sink takes. Well, it came out after the game that. All through, you know, the winter until April, her parents were both sick. And then her father passed in April, and she said her routine was she'd train in Burnaby by day. And then at night, because both parents were in different hospitals, she would travel to be with one of them. Maybe it was kind of like, you know... she didn't have to go through that ordeal anymore as as heartbreaking as it was it was over it was finally over you know and she could just play soccer again maybe maybe i don't know she absolutely was playing with fire and she was playing like she did four years ago like she hadn't been nursing injury after injury and carrying you know last summer she was carrying the entire country on her shoulders Um, And you could definitely tell that she was playing with that amount of pressure. And that's something about Canada, man. Like, they feel the pressure, they crumble, and then they rebuild even stronger. But, I mean, to be able to beat the host country, especially in Brazil, where they are huge soccer fans, um, was it was much more deserving than the bronze medal feels. Yeah, I really, really wanted Canada to go to the gold medal match, but they couldn't quite pull it out against Germany a second time. Well, and then look at what happened to Germany. They beat Sweden? Yeah, they ended up winning the whole thing. So Uh I don't feel too bad. Like, had Germany lost, 
that would make me say, man, yeah, I'd but kind of like to see a Germany Canada or a Sweden Canada final. Yeah, I guess you know what in Sweden Canada, I think Canada would win. They're just so fiery. They they just came in and they were like, yeah, man, it's soccer, it's awesome. Like we're having a good time, we're cruising. They would be the type of kids that would like pass it straight to Sweden and be like, play, play. <laughs> We're here to play. Here's something fun. Sweden penalty kicks their way to the gold medal match. And they do it on the back of some very defensive playing. Um, but then the moment they try to open up their game against Germany, they promptly lose. Yep. I thought that was interesting. You know what? I don't know if the if the criticism got to Pia. I very much doubt it. Or if he, she just was like, we have to change it up against Germany because they know what to expect by now. I just, I don't think Germany would have done much better against that defensiveness, though, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think Pia could have gone to PKs in the Olympic Gold Cup, gold Medal game. Do you think her players really could have? I, I don't think she likes that style of play. Because they had already forced two penalty kicks by then. They'd already played two full extra times. So they're running on an extra 60 minutes of game time that Germany hasn't. I don't think that they can push it to PKs again. I think she thinks she has to win it in regulation. Right, she has to just go for it. And they went for it and we saw what happened. Yep. I very much appreciate that Germany won. I do too. Good. I'm glad we agree. We do agree, finally, on something. (laughs) Do you want to disagree some more on NWSL? I think we should move to NWSL. Do you want to uh, talk about Ms. Carlos? <laughs> or are you are you done with that based on all of your uh, your posts and writings already? I think my feelings on Carly have been made clear in that I think it's hilarious that she's blocking people, even journalists that cover her team. I think Carly Lloyd can block whoever the hell she wants to block. No one goes on the internet to feel bad about themselves. Um, but I think that it's also fair to, you know, criticize her for her on-field product. And if she wants to block people for that, that's fine. It, it doesn't mean that they, people have to stop criticizing you for your play. Right, but how do you feel about her missing the NWSL this weekend? I think that if this had been the plan from the beginning, if she had said right away, I'm not going to be there, and we didn't have, like, Randy Waldrum going, I didn't know this until now. Did you know this until now? And just, you know, this kind of uncertainty. I think if that had been the plan from the beginning, it was like, yeah, we knew she wasn't going to be back, then it would have been much less controversial because even when the plan sucks, if things go to plan, then people feel less weirded out about it. Right. I wasn't a huge fan of Alex Morgan while she was in Portland. Mm -hmm. News. News break. But she never missed a game unless she was injured. And that's what I find really annoying about this thing with Carly. We've got other players who have returned who played a lot longer than she did. I mean, Janine Becky, she's back with the Dash, and she went for a couple games more and has yeah, had less and, time off. And so I'm, I, I just, I, I'm annoyed by it, but I'm not, like, offended. If, if you understand this, the distinction there. Like, I'm annoyed, but, you know, it doesn't offend me. Like, she can do what she wants to do. And especially, but she needs to remember she's a captain. And her squad is fighting to be in the playoffs. Are they, though? I mean, now they're eliminated. But had she come back and played, like, as soon as, 
as soon as she found out that Allie Krieger was playing, as soon as she found out Krieger was playing, you know, but that's unfair. I, th- I think it's fair to acknowledge Carly had more minutes in the Olympics, so her legs are heavier than Allie's. But I think as um, Fitzcamel on Twitter pointed out, you can be with your team without playing. You can be present and like right. part of the team and taking part in promotional activities and stuff like that. Now, if Carly is so mentally shook from the Olympics that she can't even bear to do that, that's a different thing. That's like an actual mental health thing. And, you know, she has every right to be like, I actually can't be around soccer right now. It's just too much. And later on, if she says that, it'd be like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. You know what? You have to do you. But right now, the only information we have is she's had two weeks off. Physically, she should be fine, and she's not there. Well, so. it's like after the World Cup or something, Tobin Heath went to California for two weeks and didn't come back to Portland when other players did, like Canadian players did. And, you know, at some point, you just have to be like, look, you have to check out before you check back in and finish out the season. I'm just really annoyed that she's the only one. I think annoyed is right. I think it will it'll cross over to offended if players who took their time coming back at some point go, yeah, the NWSL is super important to me, and I think it's really important that I be there for every game possible, blah, 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 blah. You know, we have to do everything we can to support the league and da-da-da-da-da-da. So are you offended by Allie Krieger? Allie Krieger came back. She came back, but she missed a playoff game last year for her dad's wedding. That is I that is interesting, because at the time, I remember the position I took, which was, you know what? She weighed out what was of value to her, and she picked based on her personal values, and I'm not going to second-guess that. But at the same time, missing a life event like that, compared to extending your vacation, do you think it's a, it's a legitimate comparison? I don't know if the two events are a legitimate comparison, but when I think about it and I'm like, okay, what how, what is Carly doing that's different than Allie Krieger missing a the playoff game? And I then consider the weight of the actual like event, not not the event they're choosing to participate in, but the event in soccer world. Then I kind of think that they're kind of on par. Hmm. But I, it also comes back to your your statement earlier about if this was something that was in the plan, like if it's January and you're telling your coach, okay, here are the three events I have going on this year that I cannot miss. And then it just so happens your team makes playoffs and that event happens to land on the day of one of those things. It's gray area. I think my position is still, look, Allie chose to say that her love for her father was greater than her love for the game or her team, and and I think that's fine. I understand fans who are annoyed by it, but I also understand her decision. Sure. Me yeah. too. I just, I, I don't know. That's just the, the automatic comparison that comes to mind. Hmm. I think Allie Krieger missing a game for a specific event versus Carly just not being with her team because the perception is she doesn't care about the dash. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm saying that's perception that's happening right here. I th- I think that makes the two situations slightly not a one-to-one comparison. Okay. Well, Carly won't be around for the dash game. They're playing Western New York. We'll see who else comes back for these games. Western New York should get 
I mean, they should definitely get Mewis back. She was an alternate. There's no reason sure. for her to need to sit that out. What do you think? I think all of the players are going to be back, uh, to be completely honest. I, I think there would be there would be other outlets reporting that their USA players weren't back, um, kind of backing up Carly at this point. And if there aren't, then I think Carly might be the only one who's not coming back this weekend, which, again, is is what it is. Uh, I, I do find it a little bit funny that Carly is is missing the trip to Rochester, um, <laughs> a, probably a place that she holds near and dear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I hold it near and dear. I love Rochester. Rochester's where you saw Portland get their first star. I know. Yeah. So the the games just, this weekend. Just, just like I'm going to love Houston in a couple months. Oh, all right. The games this weekend are Orlando versus Washington, Seattle versus Portland, Western New York versus Houston, Sky Blue versus Chicago, NFC Casey versus Boston. Let's see. Washington Spirit is going to be fighting to hold on to first. Um, I think Orlando senses that they can, you know, with a good run, maybe they can sneak in. So that's a game to watch. Seattle versus Portland, always a game to watch, especially if Hope plays in this one. Um, Why wouldn't she? I don't know. But yeah, Portland's second, Seattle's inching up in the middle of the table. And then Western New York, Houston Dash, Dash or ninth. I think Western New York are going to want points to try and keep in that second, third area. Um, And then Sky Blue, Chicago, that's interesting because they're four and five. Chicago's four, Sky Blue's five. And they're going to really want to jockey over those points. The only game I see here that really isn't as high-key as the others is FCKC versus Boston. Moral victories. Yeah. I think Boston would love to get as many points as possible and not be last. I, I agree. We don't want to be last. Let's not be last. That's our rallying cry. Is that your next banner? Mm-hmm. Don't be last. Okay, let's go match by match. Okay, pride versus spirit. Mm, where is it? Uh, that's Orlando at home. Oh. Don't forget, Steph Catley is out for Orlando. She's injured. I'm gonna have to go with Spirit. I'm also gonna call this for the Spirit. I'm gonna say Spirit 3-1. to one. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Spirit just lost Estefania Benini to injury. She's having surgery. Um, yeah, but they have Crystal Dunn. They, they have Crystal Dunn back. Pride will have Alex Morgan back. Oh, shit, I forgot Alex Morgan plays for the Pride. That's how many margaritas I've had. Do you want to revise that scoreline prediction now? Yeah, um, I'm going to say three to two. Okay, I'll say two to one for the Spirit. Okay. Okay, and then okay. Seattle versus Portland, that's Seattle away for you. Yeah, so. well, it's in Seattle. It's in Seattle, yes. so it's away for you. Yes. I'm sorry. To it is away for me. Yeah. Go this, ahead. Tell me, tell me how you feel. Do you think this depends on whether Tobin and Sink are back for Portland? I think Tobin's back. I yeah. don't know about Sink. I could, Sink said she was going to see her family, I think, for a little bit. But her family is in Burnaby, like around... She said she was going to Colorado to pick up her dog and then maybe Burnaby mm-hmm. to see her family. And then it's just mm-hmm. a hop, skip, and a jump away from Portland. So I could see her being back, too. I could see her sitting on the bench and maybe coming in the last, like, 15 minutes. Last 30, maybe. Maybe five. Last five. Okay. No, last 30, because the Riveters are going to give her a headache being behind her, like, <laughs> making noise the whole time. And she's going to be like, Coach, put me in. I need to get away. <laughs> I need to get away from the ruckus 
I'll call this 2-1 for Portland. Ooh! And I didn't even have to influence or anything. You always um, influence me. I'm going to say one to nothing Portland. Ooh, okay. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a chess match, but I I I have I believe. Okay. Uh Western New York Flash Houston Dash. A Carlyless Houston Dash. Uh Western New York Flash Houston Dash. I'm going to go with the Flash. Uh I think the Flash are going to do it. Um I don't think Randy's interviews recently are particularly motiv- motivating. That's true. Um, I think he's probably got a morale issue going on in Houston right now. So I'm going to say The Flash. Uh, I think it's going to be a blowout. I'm going to go four to nothing. Ooh, I'll go three the to Flash. one. I'll go three to one for The Flash. I think it, de- right. it might depend on how Morgan Bryan feels. Sure. I mean, she didn't really do much at the Olympics. She was okay at the Olympics. Yeah, she didn't really do much in the Olympics. Not a lot of people did a lot of the Olympics. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> Need a few more people to do a little something something. Sky Blue FC versus Chicago. I don't sky know. Blue. I'm going to say Sky Blue. <sighs> Ooh, okay. Like, I know Chicago's been been hot, but I don't know, man. Like, I think, I think Sky Blue's got this one, and I think it's going to be Sky Blue... Two against Chicago. I think Tasha Kaya's got a little something in it. Sky Blue two, Chicago what? Zero? Chicago one. Okay. No, zero, zero, yeah. Okay. Sky Blue two, Chicago zero. I think it depends a lot on Kristen Press. Is she going to come back and be like, oh, moping around the Olympics? Or is she going to come back and be like, you know what? The Olympics was then. This is now. I'm going to play and have fun, unlike, you know, what happened at the freaking Olympics. Well, I mean, it really depends on the cumulative sum of how many dogs were sent to her. <laughs> a lot of dogs if, got sent to her on Twitter, so I think she'll and be... And if we sent her enough dogs, she'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call this closer. I want to say 2-2 tie. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. FC Casey Breakers. I, I, I like that our predictions are veering off course. <laughs> FC Casey Boston. You go first. I'm sorry, FCKC. Three to nothing. Boston doesn't do well away, but I'm still going to say it's going to be closer than that. Two to one to FCKC. See, you're a true supporter forevermore. Anyway, that was NWSL. It feels good to be back. I know, right? We have five weeks left. Like six games, five or six games for each team. Uh, And then we've got playoffs playoffs and then october 9th it all comes to a head in houston we all are coming to a head in houston oh my god all right are you going to be in houston i'm going to be in houston i have a block of hotel rooms if anybody wants to get in on that shit yeah do you want to tell them where to contact you about that uh they can just tweet at the pod and we'll get them the info all right cool i'll be in houston i don't really want to put my email address out on the podcast Mm. okay Wow, a lot of heavy issues going on. That was a lot of serious talk, and I and I got sufficiently tipsy. Good, I'm glad one of us enjoyed her evening. I did, and I'm going to go enjoy it some more by doing a lot of errands. Great, I'm going to go moderate comments on a Hope Solo article. Thanks. Woohoo!